Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast on the Weird Network where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella and my name's Tom Piccarella. It's Monster Monday when Tom and I briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster... I'm Dynamo Dan, the electrical man. That's right, from the 1941 Universal movie Man-Made Monster, it's the Man-Made Monster. That's music by Hans J. Salter from the movie Man-Made Monster and some electrical sounds. Those are the same sounds we actually used in our movie that we made uh, when I was in film school, High Voltage. Um, And our movie wasn't based on Man-Made Monster, but I got to say, you know, the the creature's kind of similar to the monster that Lon Chaney Jr. played in Man-Made Monster. Um, Man-Made Monster was directed by George Wagner, who also did, most notably, the original 1941 Wolfman film, and another film from 1941 called Horror Island. In fact, it's kind of crazy, Wagner directed four movies that year, including Man-Made Monster. But I, I, I just wanted to bring up So we made a movie when I was in film school called High Voltage, and Tom actually played this guy who's breaking into a house, and he gets electrocuted by the alarm system, and he becomes electrified. In fact, we call him the electrified creature, and so he goes around just with this electrical charge that never uh, leaves his body, and he just electrocutes people. Um, yeah, do you remember so that? Remember when we made the uh, the scene, the Alfred Hitchcock scene, the 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 from the Psycho shower where, scene. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. writer was in the shower, and uh, and we had her screaming <laughs> in there because she was yeah. getting electrocuted. And every yeah, scene, funny. it was something that we debated, but we were thinking, you know, should should we have that electric sound, which you heard with the music uh, earlier in the show there. That's that, It was the exact sound effect from those sound effect CDs. Um, but we debated on whether we would have that sound every time that you're seen. Would it be too annoying? But it was actually kind of funny because every time that you show up on screen, there's there's that sound like you could you know there's an electrical charge. So unlike the movie, in the movie you just saw Lon Chaney Jr. glowing. Well, we obviously didn't have those effects, but you know, so we put that sound effect in, which is a low budget way of you know, letting the audience know that you were fully charged. Um, but yeah, we had our sister do a shower scene. We didn't know any other girls that would do a shower scene. So she had her bathing suit on and we just kind of showed like feet and hands and, and her face. And then, yeah, you came in and (laughs) electrocuted her and we did like all these flashing lights and different color lights. And, uh, yeah. And and we, it was pretty uh, cheese. It was for the most part, it was was fun. fun. Yeah. (laughs) It definitely was a fun movie to make. I remember, you know, trying to be creative with each different death scene. 
Um, it was fun though. But yeah, uh, yeah you ready? Uh, you ready to get into some history on the man-made monster? Was there was there any initial thoughts that you wanted to say before we get into that? No, I say we jump right into this. All right, uh, let's dig in. So for this one, I'm going to go to Jeff Rovin's Encyclopedia of Monsters from 1989. Um, So in the book, uh, Rovin describes the man-made monster as an electrically charged human male at approximately six feet tall. Dan McCormick, played by Lon Chaney Jr., survives a a bus crash into an electrical tower that electrocutes everyone on board to death except for Dan. Electrobiologist Dr. John Lawrence tries to figure out how Dan survived. The answer may be found in Dan's response to a question about what he does for a living. Dr. Lawrence wants to ask you a few questions. Sure, glad to have somebody to talk to. You know, for a minute I thought you was one of those reporters. (laughs) No, no, there's several of them downstairs. You won't like for publicity. Oh, say, that's great. I can use a couple of good write-ups in my business. What is your business, Dan? Oh, didn't you know? I run a high pitch down on the midway. It's an act. I'm Dynamo Dan, the electrical man. Fool around with storage batteries and stick my fingers into light sockets and make sparks jump between my hands. You know, yokel shockers. Yokel shockers? Sure. Stuff to fool the peasants. It's all for effect. Most of it's phony. Yes, I see. So yeah, so Dr. Lawrence wonders if McCormick might in fact possess some kind of immunity to electricity. Um, Convincing McCormick to participate in a series of experiments, Lawrence subjects him to increasingly higher voltages until finally McCormick cannot be harmed by electrical charges of any kind. Satisfied... Lawrence stops the experiments, at which point his ambitious assistant, Dr. Regis, intercedes. He's kind of the mad doctor in the movie. Hoping to build a race of living zombies, Regis convinces McCormick to murder Lawrence. Blamed for the crime, McCormick is sentenced to the electric chair, of course. Not only does he survive three mighty jolts, he also becomes more powerful than ever. Escaping, McCormick murders Regis, who is about to turn pretty young June Meredith into zombie number two, and pulling on a rubber suit, abducts the woman. Um, And then, you know, hijinks ensue. Um, But that's kind of how Dynamo Dan the Electrical Man, uh, man-made monster, becomes who he is. Uh, And that's as simple as that. So that's kind of the history. So you know what's kind of funny when I was looking stuff up on this movie is is just for for our listeners here this this movie was also titled differently it was titled where where was that this is atomic something because the electric atomic age man, movies yeah the electric man the atomic monster and yeah. then there was one other one and I know I have it here under some of these facts on that I found on fandom. And we'll put that link in the show notes. Give me one second because I know... Oh yeah, it was uh, The Mysterious Dr. R was the other one. Hmm. I just thought that was interesting. There's there's, there's also... Before I get into the, to the powers, uh, there, was some, there was some neat facts in regards to, to this whole movie... 
Um, I guess when when they when they were um, considering other actors uh, of the role of the Doctor Regis, uh, Universal ha- was thinking about Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff to pay play the Doctor. Oh wow! Huh. And which I I didn't know the the budget of this movie was eighty six thousand dollars in nineteen forty one. And I wonder what that translates to today. Today, yeah, it's probably probably a lot of money. Um, and then they also had, they also had. Uh, I think the reason when I was looking this up because I ended up watching this movie, and I I can't believe I don't have this in my collection, but it will be shortly in my collection. But you can find it on YouTube if you just type in "Man Made Monster." But something else came up that you brought up earlier called Horror Island. And what they did is Universal came out with a classic movie archive pack in 2009, September 13th, 2009, that is. And it had the Black Cat, Horror Island, Night Monster, and the Captive Wild Woman, as well as the Man-Made Monster in that collection. And then one other thing uh, with Man-Made Monster is is this was the, the first movie that Lon Chaney Jr. did that made him become a huge icon before, obviously, his debut in, in Where or the Wolfman. Uh, but this movie was was uh, what kind of started his whole thing. So it's I kind thought of that crazy. Kind of neat too. It's kind of crazy that it's not a bigger movie because while it's not like an amazing film... But, I mean, a lot of the classic monster movies, it's not like, like, if you watch them today, they're not amazing films. A lot of why I love them is the nostalgic reasons. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm really surprised that we didn't know more about this. Like, Dad never brought it up. Like, the way I found out about it, and even the way, well, you did too, obviously, was back in the 90s. And I can't remember when. It must have been like 95. The Sci-Fi Channel used to do throughout October. They would do like either Monsters of Horror Week. So like the first year they did it, they did like a Mummy Week, a, a Werewolf Week, or Wolfman Week, or whatever, a Dracula Week. Then the yeah. second year they did Legends of Horror Month. And so then they had like a Bela Lugosi Week, and then. Uh, a Lon Chaney Jr. week. Yeah, Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, and that's how... So I still have that tape. And I wanted to play the introduction to Man-Made Monster, which was how you and I even saw, knew about this movie. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just play the opening where Christopher, actor Christopher Lee from Hammer Horror fame, who was the host of the show, he introduces the movie. from London. I'm Christopher Lee. It's my pleasure to be your host for Legends of Horror Month here on the Sci-Fi Channel. Tonight, we continue our week-long tribute to Lon Chaney Jr., always an electrifying performer and never more so than in today's film, Man-Made Monster. We'll also hear from those who knew Chaney well. I remember most about seeing his movies was uh, he seemed to get killed in all of most of his films, so I thought that struck me kind of funny, but knowing that it was him, I don't, I don't think I was ever frightened by the films themselves. Like, I'm sure a lot of people, when they first originally saw them, were. Tonight, Cheney portrays Dynamo Dan, 
nice chap who just happens to be able to absorb electricity. He thus transforms himself into a white-faced zombie killer who cheats death in the electric chair and ends up a hero. Apparently this was before they had television talk shows. Lon Chaney Jr. gives Dynamo Dan just the right spark. So check your circuit breakers and keep a few candles handy as the Sci-Fi Channel presents the 1941 universal release of Man-Made Monster. Yeah, so it, I, it was. Got this that. was how I rewatched the movie. Like I know you watched it on YouTube, and we'll put a link to uh, to the YouTube uh, movie to the movie on YouTube. But I actually rewatched the videotape, and it, and I had. But like, you know what's some, funny though is how much that brings back memories of when we sat there and watched that whole thing. When oh we were yeah, recording it. We loved that. We watched those all the time. Yeah, I actually re- um, taped. They had Ed Wood was coming out that year, so I taped that preview, and also Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So I actually oh, saw geez. those commercials because I remember I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna leave those commercials in when I recorded it off TV, um, and it was kind of cool to to see. And it's like Ed Wood coming this Friday or whatever. It's kind of funny. Oh, that's funny. But, uh, <laughs> it was definitely a so, cool movie. I dug it. It's it. Yeah, I, I think this was a fun movie. I. You know, is is it Lon Chaney Jr.'s, do I think that's the best one he was in? No, but I do think he did a great job. I think it was a fun movie from start to finish. Uh, you know, obviously the effects are kind of cheesy with the bus, you know, smashing into the telephone pole there. Or yeah, the it's like a model for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's totally funny. But that's what makes it so fun when you watch the, the movies again, you know, nowadays when the effects are so realistic, you, you wouldn't even be able to tell the difference between a movie now and something actual. Um, but to get into some of the, the powers and abilities, there wasn't much out there. As a matter of fact, nothing really, even on fandom, had anything of powers and abilities, at least not that I could find. So when I was watching the movie, I was taking a bunch of notes. And obviously, he has, you know, a high voltage uh, of electricity. You know, you, you can't touch him, otherwise he's just going to electrocute you and you're going to die. Um, but a couple of other things that I noticed in the movie is that anything he touches will send the electricity through it and then, you know, potentially create a spark. Like, for instance, when he caught the wagon on fire with all those people that were going yeah, down. Yeah, he touched he the, the hay, the hay yeah, on the wagon. Yeah, caught it on fire. Uh, one other thing that, that is an ability to some extent for the man-made monster is the doctor who controls him because... He could tell him anything he wants. Hey, take care of this guy. Kill him. Do this. Do that. So if you don't know where the doctor is when he's when he's telling him this stuff, you know, even though in the movie, obviously, he's telling him to do the stuff. He's standing right there. But, you know, he's going to protect that doctor. So, you know, the doctor has control of what he can do, which gives that him that ability. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, electrocution other other than that he's just a man um yeah in in my encyclopedia of monsters it for features and powers it just says mccormick is able to absorb and discharge electricity the pasty faced man gives off a soft auroral glow but yeah as far as like well i you're probably going to get into the weaknesses but well there's not really a weakness other than well except you could kill him so 
at the end of the movie and if you don't want to if you don't want a spoiler then maybe stop the thing or cover your ears for a second but basically he touches a barbed wire fence and all the electricity goes out of him so oh, yeah i had that in my in my notes but yeah you also can give him one of those things uh those rods that the doctor gave him throughout oh to, yeah right you know get rid of the electricity it just absorbs the electricity out of him so that he goes back to normal but once he was in the electric chair yeah the barbed wire fence you know pulled it out of him and, and then that will put him back into a regular man but really even when he's charged if you had a gun you could probably just shoot him and he'd die so yeah i kind of wonder because that's the thing is so he had three three jolts of electricity from the electric chair because he gets sentenced to the electric chair and it's not until all the electricity runs out of him that he actually dies uh, i'm probably giving it away but in any event you kind of wonder yeah. would he still is he just powered by electricity you know if you did shoot him would he still keep going i don't know yeah and, and it does no kind of take way. over there's no real way of knowing that. And maybe that's what the doctor was talking about when he kept saying, you know, this, we can have them do whatever we want and they won't get hurt or anything like yeah, that. So, so they're maybe, kind of immune. maybe you're right. Maybe it's, it's just electrified so much that it just does whatever you tell it to do and you could shoot it. I wouldn't, you know, anticipate that if you were to, to somehow get some kind of, you know, huge sword or chop him in half or something. I mean, I don't know. It, that's maybe a the good parts question, still though. move. I mean, they do call them like zo a zombie people, so it could be very much it could take the shape of of like a zombie. You know, you'd have to explode the damn thing. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe a headshot does it and it'll just stop. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. That's definitely interesting though. Um, there was one other, a couple of other things. There was a, a neat, I think like three or four minute video. It might, might be a little longer, uh, but it's a YouTube video by Sven Gulli, who we brought up many times. And he's just got some fun facts, I think, about the actors, what they played in, uh, and, and a couple of other things. So we'll throw that in the show notes as well. You know, check that out. Uh, Sven Gulli is, is always neat to, to watch, um, some of his stuff. One other thing that, that we'll throw in this in the show notes, and you definitely got to check this this model out. It's a resin model on a website called WorthPoint.com, and it's it's the oh, man-made monster wow. resin model kit. It's at one sixth scale and it's fourteen inches tall, and it looks great. That uh, is some cool. People, yeah, if you go on onto YouTube and you type this in, you will find people have painted this. And it looks fantastic. So yeah, because um, right now it's like a plastic model. So if you don't know how to paint, it probably could suck. But I bet if you know what you're doing, that thing would look pretty sweet. And it shows. It looks like Lon Chaney Jr. and he's in the rubber suit. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, I think they did it's a good like, job. Why isn't on it, this so. more popular? Why is this monster not more? Why can't you find more of these figures? Because it really is know. a cool monster. I, th I think he's a neat monster. And not only that, just the whole creation of it. I mean, that Dr. Uh, what was his Revis. name again? Or was it Revis? Re Revis? Regis or something like that. Re yeah, what uh, the heck was it? 
but but he Regis, he was a mad yeah. he was a mad scientist. Yeah, and I like so his he, goggles, he, his mad scientist yeah. goggles. It gives him a cool like mad scientist look. And you know, of course, he is mad. Um, you know, and he wants to play God. It's a, it's just there's a lot of cool things going for this movie. There's no doubt. Oh yeah, I mean, it definitely. I don't think got the attention it should have gotten and maybe nowadays more people know about it but it it didn't get the attention that i think it should have gotten because everything was always you know uh a little bit more like the werewolf if you compared man-made monster with the werewolf i mean obviously everybody's gonna like the werewolf better i like the werewolf better i mean i like dracula better and frankenstein and all that but it doesn't mean that this monster wasn't neat and which is one of the reasons why we wanted to do a monster monday on it because it's a neat monster. I think a lot of people who might be starting out in the monster, you know, world, uh, you know, are watching the classics, but might not know about this. You know, even when Mike and I were younger, we didn't even know about this. We didn't know about this. We didn't know about alligator people until we saw. Yeah. You know, that was that also horror. yeah, Legends yeah. of Horror Month, and that was that's the other thing about both those movies. Uh, I relate to Halloween because. That was when I first saw them. It was on that sci-fi channel, Legends of Horror Month with Christopher Lee. And so on Lon Chaney Jr. week, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to play the Wolfman, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, Son of Dracula. You know, you think of those. But then I was like, what the heck's this alligator people? What the heck's this man-made monster? So those are the first times I saw them. And it was at Halloween time when we were getting into Halloween. So when I start getting into the Halloween mood, there's no doubt that I think of man-made monster and alligator people because that's when I was introduced to them. So they definitely have a Halloween feel to me or for me, um, you know, because of that. Yeah, definitely for me as well. I think that um, these types of movies, they're always fun and they're, they're not well known, which I don't know why, but I Unless you're a big time classic movie goer of the of this genre, you'll probably know about it. But other people, a lot of people, probably don't know about this this movie, and it's just fun. Yeah. But that's all I had for powers, abilities, and just some some neat little toys and and things. And uh, this Fenguli link for the YouTube, definitely check that out. But uh, yeah, so there you go. Cool. All right. Yeah. So for movies. Uh, yeah, so, man-made monster, nineteen forty-one. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's what we've been talking. Um, other movies. There's High Voltage from nineteen ninety-six, which you'll probably never see because go. it's a movie that we made, and we probably wouldn't be able to upload it onto YouTube because we used a bunch of you know music from movies, um, you know actual movies. You know, I would get. I think I even I used like Once Upon a Time in the West and. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it would There's get so taken much down movie. for sure. So it would get ripped down. I don't know if maybe there are different rules on other video sites, and maybe one day we should try and upload it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and then there's a link that um, that I'm going to put in the show notes. It has electricity horror movies. I'm going to go through these real quick, but it gives a little description of... of it's not totally a man-made monster, but it's... Uh, electricity horror movies. So, beginning with The Pulse from 1988, Shocker from 1989, Ghost in the Machine from 1993, The Darkest Hour from 2011. So, uh, 
check those out. Like I said, I'll put the uh, link in the show notes so you can learn a little bit more about those movies. Maybe uh, you know one interests you more than the other. Maybe you want to check them all out. If you're in Transylvania and you're looking for man-made monsters, look no further than the Mad Science District where these types of creatures are made every night. Heck, you could probably pick one of these guys up at the Evilmore Shopping Mart on Doom Drive where they carry, among many other things, all kinds of gadgets, gears, lasers, resonators, induction coils, and most important, the thing you have to have, one of those cool surgeon's head mirrors, which uh, you're, you're not going to find uh, in any other place, um, any at least any like these. Um, to navigate your way through Transylvania to the Mad Science District and to the Evilmore Shopping Mart, you're going to need our book, Transylvania Travelers, so head on over to jackolanternpress.com and, uh, and pick that baby up. Now, before we go, there's something Tom had suggested that we do at the end of each podcast, and we're going to go ahead and give it a shot this week. Uh, We're each going to share something that we've been checking out in the last week. Um, It's kind of like a, we were thinking of it as kind of like a trick-or-treat bag reveal, like when you go trick-or-treating, you you open up your bag and you go through your candy, and you're like, oh, I got a Milky Way, I got a Twix. It's kind of that idea. Um, but so, it's uh, yeah, stuff but before, that we were checking out. Yeah, what well, what we were looking at. But the one thing that I think maybe we should do instead is is maybe have the listeners, you know, write in and say what they think would be better. So we we've come up with some various names. Um, trick or treat bag would would be one thing. Like, hey, wh- hey, Mike, what's in your trick or treat bag? You know, that's what we'd refer it to. Um, we also have another thing called Out of the Cauldron. Um, what was the other one? I think it was something We had like one up. spooky thing, which is yeah, kind of cheese. Yeah, one spooky thing. There was the cemetery dig up or something. Oh, yeah. If anybody yeah. has any suggestions, I, I think the, the, the two that I like the best are the trick-or-treat bag and Out of the Cauldron. Uh, either one of those, let us know what you think. But for today... Uh, we're not a hundred percent sure which one. Yeah, we're for today, call we're it, just but... gonna say, "What have you been checking out in the last week?" And we're just yeah. saying one one thing that we were checking out. A lot of times, Tom and I do that, where we're just checking something out, and something will will pique our interest, and for about a week, we'll obsess over that one thing. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, what did what what have you been checking out this last week? So I actually was um, looking at a fa- or I was in a Facebook group for it's just called the Halloween group on Facebook. There's a bunch of people. You got to be invited into the group, which you know, there isn't any criteria or anything. But somebody posted a model uh, from the Invisible Man, obviously H.G. Wells, and this model is really neat. We'll put it in the show notes. But the detail on this thing is ridiculous. Oh, wow. Um, That thing is awesome. I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, the link is is on Amazon. Um, It's it's a little bit spendy, I'm not going to lie. I've seen it. it, There's various links. The one we put on there is the the current one, but it's $41.21. Don't ask me how they got that that number. But uh, it is prime. And is it now? Is it painted already? Because it says it's yeah. a model kit. No, it's painted. The only thing oh, wow, that, nice. that is not 
done in some of the pictures that I saw uh, where some people are filling up the bottles. There's a bookshelf in the back. The bookshelf you could fill up and you can paint the books, I think. Unless the, I'm not sure if those are painted. They might be. But the Invisible Man himself is painted. He's wearing this green jacket with this blue blue kind of um, sports coat underneath with a with a tie. He's, he's pulling out his his bandages over his his head. It, it is so detailed uh, that I, I, I'm definitely getting this model. Um, but I saw it. I sent it to Mike immediately, and that's what triggered me to say, "Hey, we we gotta we gotta show some people some of the stuff that we've seen." I mean, I can go off on list after list after list of things that I find uh, throughout the weeks when we do research, and I definitely wanted to share this one uh, for people who who like building models like myself. Um, it's just it's it's neat. So definitely check it out. Cool. All right, so the thing that I was checking out, um, I found this trailer for what looks to be a cool documentary called Halloween in a Box from 2019. And it's about those those old, I don't know if you remember these, Tom, but those they were really popular back in the 1930s through to about the late 80s, early 90s. But those cheap Halloween costumes that you would buy in a box... You had like a plastic mask with a rubber band and then it had like, like if it was Frankenstein, it would have like a plastic like kind of suit and it would show like a picture of Frankenstein on the front. Were they in a, they were in a box? They weren't in like yeah. a little plastic bag? Maybe uh, that's they how may, they do it I, now instead. Maybe, the, well, they, the, the company went, went uh, bankrupt. So it's called Ben Cooper Inc. was the company, Ben Cooper Incorporated. And yeah, they may, okay. maybe they when we were getting them in the 80s, they may have come in the bags, but they were super popular. Even though we never got those costumes as kids, I, I, I just think of Halloween, you know, because a lot of kids got those dang things and they always had oh, they like licensed characters. Yeah, they were cheap, you know, so you could just get them. You know, in kindergarten, a lot of kids would wear those things. Kind of yeah, like remember right those now. stupid flimsy masks that you remember? We got those ones that were see-through, that had like the, the weird <laughs> the mustache lips on the lips. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mustache. But the, right. yeah, so those these were though, stupid, but they were scary. They were still scary. These were. I remember. I I I never wanted one because they were they never looked real. I always wanted the real mask, but I always thought they were cool because it was like oh there's a frankenstein there's a dracula so it was always exciting to see monsters instead of like just superhero but they did superheroes too they licensed like disney stuff in any event this documentary again it's called halloween in a box um it it looks really cool i have not seen it i watched the trailer the trailer doesn't look that great like it seems like the production value may not be great and the Whatever music they used for the trailer was kind of lame, but I'm hoping that the story won't disappoint, that it'll be a pretty engaging story. It seems like they have an interesting story, um, and it talks about the decline of the costumes when when uh, kids were getting poisoned with candy. I guess there was something to do with uh, giving laced Tylenol to someone, oh, or and someone died, or something like they that, so then just, less people went trick-or-treating. Yeah. So anyway, they went bankrupt in the early 90s. But anyway, 
um, check it out. We'll, we could put a link to the trailer. Like I said, it's not the greatest trailer, but uh, it looks like a cool documentary, so I will definitely be checking that out. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Is there anything else, uh, Tom, before we call it a night? Nope, that'll do it. All right, cool. Well, that's going to do it for another Monster Monday. For more about the monster universe and the monster revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. You can also call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. Also, let us know what monsters you dig and would like us to talk about. And again, uh, if you have any ideas for what we can call that little last segment of the show, um, that'd be cool. Uh, We'll even mention your name if you come up with something that we keep. Um, And if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and a review. It's a big help for the podcast, and we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you for joining us, and we'll meet up again soon in the Pumpkin Patch. joining us for man-made monster tomorrow our week-long tribute to lon cheney jr brings you the film that made him a box office attraction cheney portrays the troubled larry talbot in the wolf man as legends of horror month continues here on the sci-fi channel i'm christopher lee good night (laughs) 